Hey, teacher friend, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast, a podcast for teachers by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring you a podcast full of practical and helpful ideas from teachers. We all know that teaching is really hard work, and I want this podcast to be a place for you to not only find ideas, but to also find encouragement and motivation. Hey, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of Simply Teach. All season, we have been talking about organization in the classroom. So far, we've covered organization for guided reading, organization for your station materials, for math and literacy, and all the different stations that you do. Library, today, we're going to be talking about how to organize for small group teaching because small group teaching is a great way to meet with your kids, meet with them right on the level that they are in. But organization is key to doing this. I believe that classroom organization is so important. Obviously, I've got a podcast, a blog, all about it. Classroom organization, though, it's more than just a pretty Pinterest classroom, pretty Instagram classroom, those things you see online. Yes, those are nice. They are beautiful, but they are not realistic. Classroom organization is more than just that pretty stuff. It's your routines, your supplies, your systems, everything all seamlessly blended together to make things run smoothly. That's what I'm going to be teaching in my free training that I'm hosting next month on setting up your classroom. I'd love to invite you to join me so that you can get all the information that you need for setting up your classroom at the start of a new year. Everything that you need to sign up for it is going to be over on my website, the simplyorganizedteacher.com. But let's get back to what we're going to talk about today, which is organizing your small group teaching area. So like I said, we're talking about organizing your small group teaching area, and we're going to kind of bounce back and forth between 2020 Kelly and 2017 Kelly. I'm going to pull some audio from a video that I did back when I was still in the classroom. If you want to watch that video, I'm going to link it up on this week's show notes, but I'm going to pull some of that audio from that video so that you can hear me talking about what I'm doing in my small group teaching area when it comes to organizing. And then I'm going to also be talking about what I talked about there. So first, I want to give you a quick audio tour. So right now I'm going to talk you through my small group area so that you know what I'm talking about when I do play that audio. Then I'm going to walk you through my organization strategies with that video. After that, I'm going to pop back in 2020 Kelly, and I'll talk you through some of those items with just a bit more detail. But like I said, I want to give you a quick tour of what this space looked like so that you can visualize it as I am playing that audio. So first, let's start setting up the visual. I know you're listening on a podcast, so it's hard to picture what I'm talking about, but you can always head to the show notes to see pictures of this or, of course, to see the video. So my classroom was a normal square-shaped classroom, and my small group teaching area was in one corner of the classroom, and the corner it was in was diagonally across from the door that you could enter into my classroom. This allowed me to see who was coming into my classroom from the door, and I could see all of my students while they were working in small group stations. So I'm in this back corner, and I've got my U table. It's almost backed up to the wall, probably three or four feet away from it. And again, when I sit in the U part of the U table to cut out, I can see my whole classroom. Behind me were a set of white shelves. They were just those shelves that you can buy from Walmart or Target. Uh, They're over on Amazon and I've got them linked, but they have, it was like six cubes that you could put those 
boxes in, I guess. You, do y'all know what I'm talking about? I hope you know what I'm talking about. And in those shelves were the materials that I needed while I was teaching small group lessons, like pens, pencils, markers, and whatnot for the kids. Also my whisper phones, binders with my small group lesson plans in them. And then on top of the white shelves, I had two white trays. This is where I kept any papers, worksheets, templates, or whatever it was that I needed for that week's small group lesson. If you've heard me talk about my lesson planning drawers before, where I have a drawer for each day with a folder inside each drawer with the different subjects that I taught, that's where I stored all of my materials for the upcoming week. But these trays behind my small group station were essentially, they were the same thing just for my small group lessons. I had a tray for math and a tray for guided reading. And then in each tray were folders for the different groups with the materials that I needed for their group. So that's kind of my small group area underneath my U table. You're going to hear me in that video that I'm going to play the audio with in just a second. You're going to hear me talk about white drawers that store manipulatives. So these were just two big white plastic drawers, again, linked on my Amazon shop. One drawer had all my math manipulatives and the bottom drawer was all of the guided reading materials and manipulatives that I needed. Then within the drawer, I gave things additional homes by putting them in plastic baggies. Again, as with everything I talk about here at the Simply Organized Teacher, everything needs a home. And it's best to give things multiple homes, meaning that my unit cubes for math, they were stored not only in the, in the box, that was its main home in the drawer, but within that drawer, I had little baggies where the unit cubes lived. Okay, lastly, you're going to hear me talk about two different binders that I used. One was my small group binder lesson plans. This is where I actually put out, wrote out all my plans for small group lessons. And then the other binder was my intervention binder. And this was a little bit different. This was more for documenting data points for students that were in tier two or tier three of RTI. Okay, so here is the audio from that tour of my small group area. I'll pop back in in just a minute. I'm going to show you how I organize my small group area today. So the first thing that I would say uh, when you're organizing and wanting to implement small group teaching in your classroom is to come up with a designated area for where you're going to do that at. So, so everything back here is related to small group teaching. So um, you can see I have these white cabinets back here. I'll show you a closer up of them. But what I wanted to show you is that I have these two white trays that I use to organize. There's one for language arts and one are guided reading and then one for math. So whatever I'm working on that week, I'll just slip the papers right in there. So, so everything back here is directly related to small group teaching. Of course, I've got all my cute little pictures and all that because this is my area, but I've also got all my teaching supplies. So my pens and my pencils and tape and sticky notes and all that stuff. And then you can see down here in my white cabinets, um, I've got some resources that I use pretty frequently. My pens, pencils, markers, all organized in a bin. And then you can see the two white sets of drawers right here. Uh, the one on the left houses all of my math paperwork. So I've got things in there like hundreds charts and clocks to tell time with, any kind of paper materials I could use. I've got my whisper phones for guided reading. And then over on the right, I've got drawers for comprehension, fluency, and phonics during guided reading. And then right here, I have two drawers that house my math manipulatives and my guided reading books. You can see there's my um, whiteboards for math small group teaching. And then within here, I've got, it kind of looks like a mess, but Believe it or not, it's actually organized. I have one of those uh, clear 
plastic Ikea trays. Um, you can kind of see the pieces down here. So I have things grouped by like items. So shapes, uh, place value pieces, fractions, and place value um, blocks. And then this one down here houses all of my guided reading materials. So any books that I'm reading with the kids, I keep down here. Um, and then timers and letters for phonics. So that's what I keep down there. And the last thing I want to show you when it comes to small group teaching is how I organize my plans for the different groups that I'm meeting with. So small group teaching is different from intervention. Uh, I think I initially thought that small group teaching also needed to be when I'm intervening with my kids. And it can't be that way because there's some kids that I would I would never make it to where uh, we're supposed to be because they are still missing some of the foundational things. So I keep moving on in my small group teaching. However, I'm intervening with them during morning work or whenever I have a free moment, really. But I'm intervening with them whenever I can find time. So I have a binder. I keep uh, my two binders right here in this white uh, cabinet. I've got a binder for interventions. So this is where I keep notes of what interventions I'm providing for them, RTI data and paperwork. So I've got a binder for all that. But then I also have a small group binder. And this is a binder where I've got it split into reading and math. And this is where I keep all my plans for each day and what I'm going to do with my small groups. So uh, I've got a format that I use for guided reading with each of my groups, uh, what I'm going to be working on with them, and then a spot for notes. And then I have the same thing for math back here. Uh, because I'm still trying to figure out math, I'm still kind of piloting a few different um, small group note forms, planning forms, but uh, essentially I have each class that I teach and then each group and uh, what I'm going to do for them each day on here. Another thing that I've mentioned is that when I'm planning for my small group, especially in math, I think guided reading is a little bit easier to plan per group and work on their levels. Uh, whereas math, because this is my math instruction, I'm taking my plans that we come up with as a team and they're right here in the middle. They are for my bubble kids. They are for all of the kids in my classes, what I would teach whole group. And I'm in my planner, uh, in my small group plans, I'm bumping that lesson up for my high group. So how am I going to make this? How am I going to enrich this? How am I going to add an extra layer of, um, challenge for them. and But then I'm taking those same plans and I'm bringing them down a little bit for my lower groups. Okay, maybe I'm going to stretch this out over two days, or maybe I won't go up to three digits. I'll stick to two digits. So I'm taking the plans that my team is already working on. So I'm not wasting that time there. And then I'm just modifying it up and down to meet each of my kid groups. Hey teachers, I want to interrupt this episode really quick to tell you about a resource that I have created that will help you specifically with this exact thing that we are talking about today. It's the Organizing Your Small Group Area resource or Organizing Your U-Table resource. If you are ready to ditch the clutter at your small group area or even at your teacher desk, then the Organize Your Table resource is going to be the resource for you. It's a downloadable PDF where you learn the steps you need to go from disorganized to organized in a matter of just a few hours. 
here's what you're going to get in the PDF, a five-step process for organizing your desk space, easy action steps to get you to begin immediately. Right now you can do it pictures along the way to help you with visual support, plus different routines to maintain that organization once you spend all of that time putting in place, as well as some weekly emails and additional resources and motivation to help you in your classroom. The Organize Your U-Table resource is going to help you clean, organize, maintain any desk space in your classroom. It's the exact process I used when I worked in other teachers' classrooms who were feeling helpless and overwhelmed as they tried to make their classrooms feel a little bit less cluttered. You can get the Organize Your U-Table resource in one of two ways. You can head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com and just search U-Table. It'll pop right up. Or, of course, this week's show notes is going to probably be the easiest way. And you can get the resource for $8. Yes, only $8 for all of this. Or you can get the Classroom Organization Resources Bundle. And this is a bundle I put together of all the best organization resources I have. The Organization Guidebook, this U-Table resource, the Paper Organization Guide, and then the Simply Organized Classroom ebook. All of that you can get for under $50 by just heading to the shop at the simplyorganizedteacher.com. Just head to this week's show notes to get all the links for all the resources. Now let's head back to the show. So now that we have taken a look at, or I guess a listen would be a better phrase, at how to organize your small group teaching area, let's talk a little bit more about the strategies to implement when it comes to incorporating small group teaching into your daily habits. So small group teaching, I think, is one of the best ways to teach your students. It's a lot of work for two reasons. One, it means extra planning. And two, you really have to have a solid management plan in place, which you can head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash nine management tips to get the downloadable freebie that's going to give you some classroom management tips, plus send you some emails to help you with those strategies and implementing them. But small group teaching does involve extra planning because you're planning for multiple groups instead of just one whole group. But I think the pros far outweigh the cons. My goal when it came to teaching a unit was to teach the first couple of days whole group. This allowed me to introduce the new concept, do a read aloud or watch some kind of video about it. Then I would spend the rest of the time on that unit in a small group teaching setting. Then this allowed me to really teach to the kids specific needs. It kept me from having to do as much reteaching because I was just teaching the kids to their exact needs. Like I mentioned earlier, I took my whole group plans and I modified them up and down for each group. That way I was still teaching the same topic, but tailoring it to the students or to each group's needs. One thing that you do want to consider when you're planning activities for your higher groups is that you don't always have to meet with them one-to-one. In fact, sometimes I would start out a small group lesson with my highest group check in on them, make sure they understood the concept. And then I would give them some kind of activity or group work to do at the set of desks closest to me. Then I would call over my next highest group. This group got the general gist of the concept, but they just need a little bit more practice to become more consistent with the standard because both of my highest groups were right there with me, one at my small group table and then the other at the set of desks right next to me. I could float back and forth between the groups, monitor, assist as needed. I wrote out my plans and my small group teaching binder for a while, but then, like I said in the video earlier, I was piloting some different methods for documenting my small group lesson plans. So eventually I did just land on writing them in my Erin Condren teacher planner, which shout out Erin Condren. I love this absolute favorite teacher planner, but there were enough subject columns in that planner for me to write out each group's plans. As a newer teacher or a teacher just experimenting with small group teaching, you're going to want to be more specific in your lesson plans. So have a whole binder dedicated to small group lesson plans. However, once you grow in your confidence and 
gain some practice and some experience, two or three words is going to be enough in your lesson plans to jog your memory of what it is that you're going to be working on with that group each day. And since I had all of my materials in the trays behind my desk, looking at the words I jotted down in my plans, pulling out that group's folder with materials, I quickly knew what I was working on with the kids during their group. If you do decide that you want to try small group teaching, I want to leave you with two last pieces of advice. First, start small. It took me six years to get to a place where I could consistently teach math in a small group setting. That's because you have so much to figure out how to teach in small groups, your lesson plan format, what your kids are going to be doing, management plans, so that you can trust your kids to actually work independently while you're meeting with kids. It is a lot. So just try starting with doing stations only once or twice a week. And when you pull kids, review the most recent lesson with them. This gets you in the practice of managing a small group and a whole group at the same time. And it also gives you a little bit of a better understanding of how your kids will do in a small group setting and what best ways to situate your students within the groups. Some kids who don't do too well in the whole group setting are going to shine in the small group setting. And then once you get confident with practicing small group teaching a limited time, a week, then you can try teaching one new concept in a small group and then just gradually move out from there. So basically just start with only a couple times a week, reviewing a concept. So that way you're not totally having to focus on what it is that you're teaching the kids because they've already practiced with it. Then slowly start moving to where maybe with your higher kids, you are actually trying to introduce one small new thing to them until you get to a place where you feel confident doing all of your teaching in a small group setting. Second piece of advice, you need a routine for managing your students and your kids. This is critical. You can check out last week's episode number 71. It's going to walk you through how to organize your station materials, how to manage your kids while they're in stations. All that is going to be linked in this week's show notes. So that way you can get the things in place that you need for your students so that you can be doing the small group teaching that you want to be doing. So let me know if you are going to be doing any small group teaching in your classroom or are going to be trying it after listening to this episode. You can DM me over on Instagram at the Simply Organized Teacher. I love connecting with y'all there. And as always, I would love it if you would share this episode with a teacher friend. In fact, if you want to try small group teaching, think of a teacher who could do it with you. It doesn't have to be someone on your team. It can be, but it could also be a teacher that you've met at a district training or someone that even teaches in another state, just someone to make this transition with you and help keep you accountable. Share this episode with them and then ask them to join you in implementing small group teaching in your classroom. Don't forget to head over to the Simply Organized Teacher to get all the info on the free training that I'm hosting next month to help you set up your classroom for the new year. And don't forget, you can always help support Simply Teach by leaving a rating or review over on iTunes signing up from our email list, or picking up an organization resource from the TSOT shop. All the links, again, are over on the show notes. I will talk to you all next week. Until then, happy teaching. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Simply Teach. Remember all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and access to the Simply Organized Teacher email list is all over my website, thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. Also, you can find me on Instagram at thesimplyorganizedteacher. Guys, I want to be your social media friend. I want to interact with you. So come find me. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com. 